Good hello and welcome back to Viv and Miles's Infinite Watchlist. Top 100 Horror. I am Viv. And I'm Miles. Hi. Hey. We're hoping we don't have technical difficulties, dear Not listener, but you know, wish us well. We've been having some technical issues. Apparently. Signal is down here in the rim of Croydon. Yes, apparently so. <laughs> apparently we so. Why. We don't well, know. Why, but we're here, we're queer, and we're ready for action. We're ready for action, indeed. So we watched 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, the OG, the one and only OG. Where the world was introduced to Mr. Frederick Krueger. Freddy, my love. Not my love at all. But I, I mean, like that song. If, no. if that's what floats your boat. No. That's a, that's a real a type, of, though. <laughs> no, I'd rather Johnny Depp in a crop top than Freddy. Yeah, that's, that's a lot more appealing than uh, Freddy, but you know. Yeah. No, not for me. But some not people are into yeah. that. Fair enough. Absolutely, and you know, more power to them. People get a kick out of that feeling that they might be slashed at any moment. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's consensual, then go for it. Whatever cooks your potatoes. But in this film, none of the slashing was consensual, and that's where it's a problem. No. None of it. None of it. I don't think we we get to meet a consensual slashing so far. That's not happened yet. No, not yet. Ever, no. Not yet. No. So, to set it up, this is a a funny one to set up because it's a weird, it's a weird story. So basically, this this, this film is about a group of high schoolers who are friends and they start having nightmares, recurring nightmares with this um, character who's trying to kill them and they start realizing that whatever happens to them in their dream is actually happening to them because they, they wake up and they have the the cuts or the bruises from their dreams. I think that's kind of a general way of setting up yes. the action. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. And it is as, as random and confusing as that. Yes. That sums it up very well. And we, uh, we're sitting yeah. on Elm Street. We're not sure where Elm Street is. It seems to be a generic run-of-the-mill, all-American, yeah. desperate housewife street. Yeah, just a general suburban location. They don't really like, specify I think it's what odd state. they don't emphasize the sign a bit more in the credits. I thought they'd do like a zoom out of the, you know, welcome to Elm Street kind of vibes, yeah. but not really. It's just sort yeah. of, it's not really mentioned. <laughs> It's not. I'm not sure it's, anyone um, even, does anyone even say it in the whole film? I don't think they do. I don't know if they do. I, I think it, it's more of like just the symbolism of it's just any street in a suburban town, yeah. you know, kind of generic. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying before, Springfield and Simpsons kind of vibes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Here's a little background of so this film was written and directed by Wes Craven, which you've already seen 
Scream, which came many years after this, but it's it's Wes Craven, and um, he um he got the idea for this the story because he read a series of articles that were published in the um, LA Times about a group of Southeast Asian refugees who um, had escaped from a horrible regime of the Pol Pot. And within arriving in the U.S., these young, otherwise healthy men were dying from what seemed to be nightmares. They um, they would yeah. wake up screaming and then just drop dead. And when they would do autopsies, there, there was no heart failure. There was nothing that could explain. Just like post-traumatic stress kind of vibes? Right. But, I mean, people usually don't die from that. You know, they yeah. just have them, obviously, the mental health yeah, issues. But, um, so it was a real weird situation. And um, they call the phenomenon death, death uh, Asian death syndrome. Um, which is a was a variant of the sudden ex- unexpected death syndrome. So that's what inspired wow. him to write to write the story because that's- he was yeah he was fascinated by how they could never explain what was killing these physically healthy young men. Well, I'm not surprised. That's so yeah. Wow, gosh, that's so strange. Yeah, that's 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 even stranger than what we. Right, it's even stranger because it, it it happened in reality, right? Like in this film, you go like, "Well, okay, it's a movie," but this this these people really died from what could only be explained as they were having a horrific nightmare, woke up screaming, and then dropped dead, right? Like no no explanation for it. Yeah, that's just, yeah. So, Gosh, so he wow. was really fascinated by that story and and how, and he kept kind of thinking what could possibly have been the the real cause and mm-hmm. so that led him to creating this this character that kills people in their dreams wow so we meet we meet him quite early on because the dr- mm-hmm. was straight away drawn into um we're drawn into whose dream is it tina tina yeah, tina's, yeah. tina's dream which is in a it's like she's running she's in her nightdress as if she's in her dream and she's like running mm-hmm. through a boiler room kind of vibes mm-hmm. yeah and there's a sheep which really does give you the sh- that's when you are like okay i'm guessing this is a dream because yeah or a nightmare Why yeah it's, it's yeah like, <laughs> the imagery is is very dream- dreamlike just like things that kind of belong there yeah. you know and he for someone who before the horror podcast, before I had anything to do with these horrors, I knew who Freddy Krueger was because it's an iconic yeah. image with the red and green stripy jumper and the claw wolverine thing going on on one hand. <laughs> yeah. And the deformed face kind of looks it's like a face. Burnt. Yeah. Burnt. He was burnt. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then uh, a trilby hat. I think it's a trilby hat. Kind of yeah, so I think it's a fedora. Like that's the name of yeah. that. Probably, yeah. Fedora. A fedora. And then there's at one point in one of the dreams, he has massive arms, but I think that is in just one of them. 
<laughs> that's one of novels. Gina's dream. And I read that the way they did that was they had um so Fred England is the, the actor who plays Freddy Krueger and he was in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then they had two um prop Robert. people with Robert. uh fishing rods on either side, like to right. to show the arm, like to make the arm seem oh. that long. How yeah. yeah. Where is is Robert England from England? Probably he is not. He is not from England. And it's England with a U. With a U, yeah. Yeah. Does he does he keep playing Freddy in all the sequels? Yes, he plays Freddy in all of them except for the remake that came out uh, a few years ago. That was terrible. Right. Okay. <laughs> As so yeah. often. Oh, the Freddy yeah. in that one is just like it was a people were mad, but uh, yeah, he he played him in all of the other ones. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's just such a menacing because there's a lot of like you don't see him, and then suddenly the claw comes through a sheet or something and rips it. And yeah. then there's a lot of he does a lot of like giggling, which is extra creepy. That kind of horrible, <laughs> villainous, really, villainous, giggling. villainous. It adds. It adds to everything because it's so right, and that's that's the first time we know something is up because when Tina wakes up screaming, her mom comes in the room, mm-hmm. and it's like, "What's what's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, I had a dream." And her mom says, "Like, you need to stop dreaming mm-hmm. that way because you're tearing up your nightgown." And she looks down, yeah. and there's the the like the five yeah. claw, like the four claw kind of. That's so rough. I will say I'd like to just bring up that I once broke a pot in my dream. I had like a terracotta um, pot on my windowsill. It was a lovely, it was rainbow. It was very nice. <laughs> tiger. And I'd managed to get it from the windowsill to my left all across a double bed and smashed onto the floor on the right hand side in my sleep. Well, I have slept with you, and I can uh, attest, dear listener, that you are a very active sleeper. When we say we slept together, it was purely in the platonic. platonic completely platonic. I mean, if, if, in another world, we so would, but, you know, we're no. squirrel friends. No. We're squirrel friends, no. But I've no. been, what I mean, I've slept in the same bed with you, side by yeah. side. And you, um, there's a uh, lot of action, not sexual action, just moving and talking, and and uh, so I can imagine, this. I can imagine. Everyone says that, that you, you said I was like a Duracell bunny. Yeah, you, you don't stop. Even when you're asleep, you don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I have conversations for sure. I know that much. Yes, and you hop around. People. You flip and hop around. Yeah, you're very active. Very active sleeper. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I don't want to ever be have that infrared recording of me. I tried to think. <laughs> I know I recently told my friend Portia that she, I told her off for eating all the sandwiches. I was very cross with her. Mm-hmm. Very upset about that. I told her that was unacceptable. Unacceptable. But, but anyway, so what I'm saying is I did wake up once with a pot smash so I was like you know unless that was I hope it wasn't Freddy I'm pretty sure I just did it Freddy doesn't seem like the pot smashing kind he seems more like the ripping through your flesh kind right okay so this is yeah yeah. 
I'm glad yeah. he wasn't yeah. involved. So when the when the besties go to school, it's so eighties high school classic <laughs> classic. This feels very. very the vibes, very the vibes, and they're all like messing her, and they're all like she's trying to tell them all that she how bad this nightmare is and how much it's affecting her, and they're all jerking about like Rod says. Well, I woke I woke up with a hard on. It's like oh, that's not what mm-hmm. you're talking about right there. Yeah, <laughs> Rod is a tool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's Rod is with uh, Tina, and then mm-hmm. Nancy is with Glenn, who is introducing Mr. Yes. Johnny Depp. His very first film. That's amazing. Baby, He's baby. Very cool. Very cool in this. Yeah. He's the kind of cool school jock kind of vibes. But also, He's like, lot- he, he's like the nice guy. He's the nice group. guy, yeah. Like, Rod is, is sure, like sure. a tool bag and, and Glenn is like sweet and nice. Yeah, agreed. Exactly. Rod's the kind of like, you know, was um, having intercourse <laughs> with Tina and then at the end just like goes, that was, a, you know, I was amazing and it rolls over kind of thing. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Intercourse. Why did I just say that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You've turned into Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory, who only refers to sex as coitus. There we go. I'm just trying to use more vocabulary for the podcast. So, <laughs> so everything kind of starts happening when they decide to stay. Tina's mom. Is off to Vegas with her new boyfriend, and um, Tina's afraid of being home alone. So they all kind of lie to their parents to stay over at Tina's so that she doesn't have to be alone. So Rod and Nancy and Glenn, which is a really cute scene where Glenn is calling his mom, and he he tells Ooh. them that his cousin lives by the airport. So he got him a tape of airplanes landing so he's like playing this tape and calling his mom and saying yeah yeah i'm over here and and then the tape has like all kinds of sirens and gunshots uh, and whatever and yeah it's just kind of like a funny yeah, little moment there. yeah <laughs> that's fun the more, they, the more they talk and the others start to admit that they've all had the same they've all had nightmares as well mm-hmm. and even Robin, he says it, and she's shocked. He's like, well, boys still get nightmares too, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like, we're still capable of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it, but unfortunately... Well, and it's, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, Tina doesn't last very long, I'm afraid. She does not. Um, and I was going to say that it's just very typical of horror films the girl having sex is the one who dies first, right? Like virginal Nancy is the final girl. Um, We we even get, we even get the moment where Rod and Tina are having incredibly loud sex, like ridiculously, ridiculously loud. And we then see that Nancy is sleeping in Tina's bedroom and Glenn is on the sofa. So they're not even sleeping in the same room, much less having sex. And and Glenn makes a comment of like morality sucks, you know, like yeah. So it's like, again that message that horror movies love to send to teenagers is like mm-hmm. if you have sex, you're going to be punished. Like Friday the Thirteenth vibes. Like 
All of them, yeah. All of them. Yeah. All the slasher Friday the Thirteenth is particularly bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which was when um, we introduced to Kevin Baker, and now we're introduced to Johnny Depp. Yes. Correct. Yes. A lot of people got started in horror, but pretty soon we're going to get to Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry. Oh. Well, I'm very happy to get to Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Always happy to do that. She's she's coming. She's coming your way, girl. Good. Thank you very much. So yeah, Tina's death is oof, graphic. So we get to see yeah. we see the slipping into the nightmare, but then when it comes back to reality, I'm saying in inverted mm-hmm. commas, she's next to Rod, and the next thing. She's literally the blood's pouring out. You can see the slashing, right. but you, without actually seeing Freddie, you can see the right. You see like the the knives cut through her skin, and mm-hmm. and Rod is like not sure what's happening because he's seeing Tina being well, yeah, yeah. murdered, but he doesn't know what's doing it because it's there's nothing out. there. Yeah, not to mention she then ricochets to dancing the on the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. This is- <laughs> This is a classic. Like, I think everybody that was around and I was, I, this is the first horror film I ever saw at the cinema. And I was like 13. I must have been around 13. And we all remember Tina's death scene because it, it was so shocking. It was like, what? What was yeah, that? Was it terrifying? The Argentinian one we saw where there's that awful thing in the bathroom. Um, is it terrifier? Terrified, yeah, the... terrified. Yeah, right at the beginning. There's that awful bar. Oh no, no, no! Trick yeah. or treat, trick or treat. I think. No, the one you mean where the woman is ba- the head is banged on the bathroom, all around yeah. the bathroom. That's terrified. Yeah, that's the Spanish that's one. Yeah, yeah. It was in the one in Argentina. Yeah, right. Oof. And the husband walks in and he can't see what's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we've had quite a few ceiling moments as well there's been quite a few films but yeah. this one really is like the oak and there is blood everywhere yes it is incredibly bloody scene now what's and- extra unfortunate for rod is of course mm-hmm. the fact that naturally when people walk into that scene as i've just suddenly thought of um except now i can't remember the bloody name um oh my god with the bees and the hook Candyman. Candyman. You know, they walk in and they see Rod surrounded by blood and his girlfriend's dead, and they're obviously gonna be like, Well (laughs) Right. And as Nancy that one. Right, as Nancy brings up later on, is you know, the door was locked from the inside. So Nancy, they hear Tina screaming. And so Nancy and Glenn are trying to get in the bedroom, but the door is locked from the inside. So yeah, it's, it's like yeah. bad all around because yeah. there's no way Rod can say what really happened. Nobody's going to believe. No. Because even, even Nancy's like, well, how could somebody get in? Because the door was locked from the inside. Yeah. And it doesn't help, but I think Rod's had previous nothing big, but he's had, you know, yeah. a bad reputation on top of it. So... Yeah, Overall, he's, he's not very liked. He's kind of a dick. No. Yeah. And um, also, he flees the scene because when they finally get into the room, he's escaped through the window. So that also do- doesn't look great. No. 
I can kind of see why, though, to be fair. I mean, he probably thought, well, <laughs> how am I supposed to get out of this one? <laughs> That's, yeah. And we meet Nancy's father is the local cop, mm-hmm. um, Don. And Did so you he... by chance recognize him? I mean, it's unlikely, but. Well, I know, I saw that his name is John Saxon, but I don't know why I recognize him. I do a bit, but I don't know why. We'll see so he he also plays the cop in Black Christmas, which we saw like 500 years ago. Oh my God. Wow. No. I'm yeah, like, and I think I'm at like, that I'm time like, yeah, we talked that. about, I think at that time we talked about how he would return in this, Definitely. but it was so long ago. I'd have to wait for a whole year to uh, to find <laughs> out. <laughs> right. <laughs> that Correct. really was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yes. A long time ago. So that that becomes a theme throughout the fact that she has this a father who's a cop who's just thinking that everyone's going they're all going a bit crazy mm-hmm. these teenagers they're all losing it they're all completely and he's not much help until the very very end he's really not much help at all no no <laughs> not at all no um yeah so all sorts of things start to start to occur so Tina's she's out of the picture but there's a really creepy image when they're in school yes I love that scene and she looks round and Tina's standing in a body bag with blood and oh that's that is creepy yeah she she falls asleep in the classroom yeah and but also speaking of recognizing did you recognize her teacher no She's um the the lady from Insidious. Insidious. Oh, Insidious. She's the the one who runs the whole thing and saves him, and then gets killed by the dad. Um. Oh my God. What the? I can't think what her name is now. The one. Who yeah, I'm trying to remember her name. Yeah. Yeah, the one who has the gas mask and goes into the trance. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, her. Oh wow! Gosh. They do pop up again, don't they? They do, they do. I've realised that before, mm -hmm. with Tina's death, before that, um, we have uh, the image of a crucifix flying off. There's one of them's in bed and the Mm -hmm. the crucifix comes flying off. We know crucifix come up a lot in this film, that is for sure. They sure do. And then there's this image where there's a whole head is coming through. That's amazing. Coming down from the from like the ceiling is kind of like yeah. pulling down, and Freddie, you can see his shape and his face. That's when Nancy's I, sleeping in Tina's bed. So that's right. Nancy's nightmare. Yeah, right. I can only imagine that they must have had a wall that was made of some material that he could literally push through. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably like latex or something. That like latex. You know, gives, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes that. The film, the, the bit we've just we've gone forward and explained it already what happens, but it literally goes from one to a hundred because that before the bit is pretty tame, and then suddenly that bedroom scene mm-hmm. is like, what the hell? Yeah, um, it, it hits pretty quickly. Like it doesn't give you much time to to eat your popcorn and, and settle in. <laughs> no, and what we've missed out is that when Tina is in the nightmare. We see more of Freddy in this section. So this time we properly see all the images we've already talked about. 
Um, and there's also a bit where he says, she says something like, you know, oh, help me, God, or something. And he says, I am God. <laughs> yeah. So, He's like, this is he, the only God you get, girl. Yeah. He also cuts his own fingers off and finds that hysterically mm -hmm. funny. And then she goes to pull at his face and his whole face comes off and there's like another another layer underneath there yeah. and he finds that funny as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just... Um, that's just the, the, the bit before the bloodbath we've just talked about. Yeah, Realise that we get quite a bit of Freddy right there. The lead-up to it, yeah. Yeah. So, so then yeah. Nancy falls asleep in her class and then she's having this nightmare of seeing Tina in the body bag um, yeah. being dragged through the hall so she follows her yeah, and then finds Freddy yeah. who starts and chasing through, her and through comes through like the image of that person that she bumps into in the corridor who's like I don't know another one oh that girl yeah like like the hall yeah, monitor like, who's wearing like, like the effect or something yeah yeah, she's wearing the the, the sweater, the mm -hmm, green and the red, dress. and yeah. And then it cuts back to her, and she's got the claw as well. And, the claw, yeah, yeah the, the knives, yeah. It's interesting. Before she falls asleep in that um, lecture, the teacher that we just talked about is talking about Shakespeare and talking about. That's very deep. It goes into how, like Shakespeare is talking about how people have something rotten in human nature and how things can go. It's all very symbolic, mm -hmm. I feel, of what's happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What is seen yeah. is not always what is what is read. Yeah, it's saying, you, yeah, there's all sorts going on with that. I thought it was interesting. How, a bit like um, when we watched Veronica and they were talking about all the sacrifices and stuff in the school and suddenly we started seeing uh, the action was she when yeah. she runs after you know it's gonna be bad when she goes downstairs and it says no students allowed that's not gonna mm -hmm. be good yeah not good not going to be good and yeah. there's a particularly the next freddy gooey disgusting moment is when he decides to cut himself and all these maggots are there <laughs> that's unpleasant he likes to gross people out he does he gets a kick out of it loves to it's so um, the way that she, the way she gets yeah. out of the dream this time is that she burns her arm on one of the pipes in the boiler room, mm -hmm. and so that then wakes her up screaming with the burn yeah. mark. But at least she's out of the. <laughs> out of and the that's nightmare. when she. That's when it clicks for her, right. because she, she sees can... that she has the burn mark from yeah. her dream, and that's when it kind of clicks that wait a minute this happened in my dream and yet it's real right exactly mm -hmm. and she's kind of learning this starting to go that hang on maybe i could control what happens mm -hmm. if i start to think about this maybe we can start to have some control and manipulation in the situation right she also starts trying not to fall asleep yeah, which, which is do her tough, good. yeah. Because then her mom is trying to get her to sleep. Everybody's trying yeah. to get her to get some sleep, but she's like, "You don't understand. Mm -hmm. I can't get any sleep." No. And before that, there's this famous for someone who enjoys a bubbly bath as much as I do, <laughs> as you know, 
I love nothing more than soaking in just enough water to cover my perky <laughs> bosoms on a daily basis. <laughs> but it, the scene, which is so, she's literally in the bath with her, like her legs are apart, and suddenly this claw comes up between her legs. That is a pretty yeah the, the knife glove comes up yeah yeah and yeah. her mom is is saying be careful in that bath things happen in baths so she's like oh pizza she's like don't uh, she's telling her if you fall you can drown if you fall asleep it happens yeah, to people as we know that's how it. we lost Whitney Houston so it does happen mm, it does happen yeah so, but what they didn't, she didn't bank on happening was the fact that this claw Correct. was going to pull her under the water into a rather horrible. What I don't understand and cannot believe is when she recovers from this horrible situation and she gets out of the bath, probably much like yourself, she decides the best thing to do is to watch a horror movie. I, I... would not. That is the last maybe, thing. I maybe do. she thought a horror movie would keep her awake because she was trying to keep herself awake. So maybe she thought if I watch something scary, it'll keep me awake. Yeah, it would just make my stress levels triple what they already are. <laughs> this was something. <laughs> I think it's very funny that um, the whole, all these bits where Glenn, Mr. Mr. Johnny Depp, is set a mission and he just cannot. He tries and cannot ever seem to manage. She's like, all I want you to do is stay awake, please. Ah, uh, Glenn. That's all you have to, that's all I ask of you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, simple instructions mm, that no one can possible. follow. And this doesn't happen once. This happens several times. For a young man... A virile young man. He has a big problem with staying up past midnight. That seems he really to be a does. Big issue. I'm he like, really most does. guys that age, most people that age would not have. That would be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I've got things to do. <laughs> but nope, cannot, cannot stay awake for love mm -hmm. nor money. So, <laughs> yeah. Because she's kind of like now, by now, setting up scenes because she wants to try and sort things out so she decides well if i can control it if i know that i can wake up then i can it's a very risky game mm -hmm. i wouldn't be as keen to visit, to visit freddie yeah myself. i mean that's a lot of trust she's putting in, in someone waking so, her up to yeah mistrust because he does he fails he might be cute but he completely fails this task I love when the way mm. she wakes up and she's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's like, I just asked you to stay awake. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She lets him have it because she almost gets killed mm -hmm. because he didn't well, wake her up. Yeah. It's a, it's a silly, it's not a fun, it's, you shouldn't be playing. Don't play with this sort of thing. <laughs> She's like, Glenn, you I mean, bastard. And in Glenn's defense, he doesn't really believe she's in any danger. No, well, she, yeah, of course. It's, he hasn't, but then he's, we say in his defense, but he has just witnessed Tina's bedroom. Like, that would give me the willies. That would put the willies up me big time. Yes, correct. Meanwhile, meanwhile, things go from bad to worse for Rod. 
in the jail when yes. his bed sheets decide to do the dirty on him and roll up into a noose. Mm-hmm. And that's Rod. That's Rod gone. Right. He falls asleep that's, and yeah. there he goes. That's that's two down. That's two down. And yeah. <laughs> two to go. Yes. yes. So the kids keep dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's so then we well should we move on to the connection we find out with her mom? Yes. Cause she cause she uh so at some point um Nancy's mom who there's a lot of hints that she has a severe drinking problem. Yeah. Um she takes Nancy to us to do a sleep study because she's so worried that Nancy's not sleeping. And so in the sleep study, they put her under so that she falls asleep. And during that study, they they see her thrashing in her sleep and screaming. And they go in to try to, you know, to to help her and to wake her up. And her mom's like, it's, I'm, it's mom, I'm right here. And when Nancy yeah. comes out of the dream, she realizes she's holding Freddie's hat. Yes. That she brought out of the dream with her. So now mm-hmm. she has some concrete evidence about this man in the dream. And the mom kind of freaks out when she says the name. The hat has the name Fred Krueger. Yeah. Who is Fred Krueger? So just as a side note, the doctor in that scene mm-hmm. is played by Charles Fletcher, who is the voice of Roger Rabbit in Who Friend Roger Rabbit. Oh, yes. That's cute. A lot but of yes. what's what happening right now. <laughs> it's funny how, like, for this horror film, so we just have to go with the flow, but the rules kind of like change now and then. Like, suddenly you can bring something back with you, <laughs> like a hat. Well, I mean, nobody had tried. So I, I, we don't know if that's that possible. was always a possibility. You know, that's it could have been. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. So. That's what prompts mom to tell her the whole story because she realizes she clearly knows who this man is because she has his hat that has, which I think is hilarious that Freddy Krueger has put his name on it. I know. Was he? Was it his first day at school? Why did he need to have his but name? Nobody can steal his hat, you know. Yeah. No, that would be his biggest concern. Yeah, he might be apparently. prepared to slash people, but don't you? Does anybody still wear a hat? Does anybody? Well, Fred does. Fred drinks to that. Yeah, he's going to be extra. And so does Nancy's mom. His hat's, his hat's gone. Nancy's also, mom definitely drinks to that. The mum says she drinks to everything. The mum says she then says, um, "Let's go down to the cellar for me to tell you the story." I'm like, "No, let's not." Like, right. Why? Why can't we tell the story in the in on the sofa in the comfort of yeah. the living? Yeah, with a cuppa. Why do we have to go to the cellar where it's always things are always rough? Yeah. <laughs> She's like Tina. She likes things nice and rough. And rough. Right. So, <laughs> do you want to recall the story of Fred Krueger that Mom tells her? 
Yes, I can try to. She she says that he was around and he was a very, very bad man because he was killing lots of children and in the children in the neighborhood, children that she knew, people that they they friends and people that she knew. So obviously it was out of control. And then she kind of says that when he was found out nothing was properly done about it she kind of uses the expression like she used an expression like the judge got fat meaning like it went on for so long that they kind of gave up on the case that's the so they they let him go because they found out that when they did the search in his house the judge had not signed the the authorization for the search warrant so then the entire case had to be thrown out and ready was released even though he was a known child murderer makes no sense at all which by the way in the original story he was supposed to be a child rapist and they thought that would be a little too far no. For 1984, people did like he's like I didn't want people to think that I was minimizing child sexual abuse. Mm. So they thought at least murder is kind of more well, clear cut, also, like less complicated. Change, you'd have to change the tone of the film if you're going to go like that. That's that's a that's what he aspect. yeah that's what they they decided to change yeah, that and not, make him a child murderer and not a, a you know that's still not child still not great but at least it's it's but it's yeah just, I think it it's less it becomes a slasher film rather than you know that, and, that's deep and apparently at that time when the film was being filmed there had been a, a serial child molester in California that was on the news so that also made them feel like we don't want people to think we're capitalizing on this at all um but in the remake that came out in 2010 they did make him a child rapist and murderer they because it's like 2010 deal with it people Mm, so yeah that becomes a different league altogether that's not yeah that would change his whole film completely yeah, and in a way, even though Freddy is a murderer, there's something, uh, you know, there's something alluring about him, like you're interested by him. Like you you want to see mm. more of Freddy. I think if they had made him someone who would sexually abuse a child, there, there's I wouldn't want to see more of Freddy at all. No, of course not. You know, I don't think they would have been able to do all these sequels no, and make him kind of, a star of the film, you know? Yeah. It's kind of this crazy so silly character that you can't really believe it's so horrific because it's yeah. real so it's just kind of you yeah. just you know, see it as a film and it, it makes sense why they went yeah. the other way because so to conclude that bit the mum decides to take things into her own hands and she says that she kills him because well the all the parents in the neighborhood got together mm-hmm. and set him on fire so it wasn't just her it was the entire neighborhood Right, which is why he has the burn marks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on his face. But his mm-hmm. hat's fine. His hat. Well, and she pulls out a little nice package to show Nancy mm-hmm. the the glove with it's the knife that she kept as a momentum of them. Yeah, why killing? Why would, she keep, why would you do that? 
I, I, I truly don't know. Why would you do that? And why would you keep it in the cellar? And why does you have to bring her down to the cellar to tell her all this? <laughs> Correct. So, you know, in her, I think in her um, alcohol idol mind, she she was saying, so you see, like, this is proof he's dead. He can't hurt you. So now you can go to sleep. Right. Now you know that your parents and, and all the parents of all your friends are murderers. You can go to sleep. Sadly. You can sleep at ease now. Yes. Not a problem. Yeah. You you can sleep tight now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, something else. But the, the bit of light relief is the fact that now Johnny Depp appears in a crop top. Uh, is... <laughs> Although, how old is he in this film? I have no idea. I, have no I mean, idea. they're in high school, so I'm guessing they're like 16, 17, maybe. They're pro probably all the bit. actors are probably older, you know, they're probably in their yeah. 20s, but they're playing like, you know, 17 year olds, yeah. is what I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, he's looking great. He's having a great time, but Nancy's not looking so. She's stressed and they make her hair gray. She's getting gray the more it goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the stress. And obviously, she's frantic because she. Um, can't sleep or she doesn't she's refusing to sleep mm -hmm. and then she tries the experiment again for some reason she thinks this time she can trust glenn to not fall asleep i don't know why she thinks it's going to work this time mm -hmm. <laughs> there's this interaction you actually meet glenn's mum this time who comes in and then finds him asleep already like clutching this mini television with his earphones right. Right. And she's like, and look, what are you doing? I love that she wakes him up. He's asleep. She wakes him up to tell him to go to sleep. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why are you she's waking probably, up? I would just move the television from him. I would turn the television off and take it off the bed and let him, like, why would you wake him up to then tell him you need to go to yeah. sleep? That doesn't make any sense. And then he says he's watching Miss Nude America. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, but you can't hear it. And he's like, who needs to hear it? <laughs> oh, like he's not taking, he is not taking this shit seriously in any circumstances. Not which at all. It's a mistake. It's a big mistake. We're about it's to a find big out. mistake as he finds out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, as he's clutching. He loves that mini television. He seems to wear it like a like a purse. He has it I open. mean, that was like high tech back in 1984. And I was like having yeah, a freaking sure. Apple phone. Of course, then. yeah. I remember having a telly in my room thinking it was the most, oh my God, like it was yeah. a telly like that. It was so exciting. Even though there was a much better telly downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. ooh, I have my own watch telly. whatever I want. Yeah. So she says, Glenn, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. And what does he do? He falls asleep. And then he gets sucked off into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> very violently yes by freddy very violently because what happens afterwards is like this sort of i don't even know how to this explosion it's like a this geyser of blood yes a geezer a geezer of blood <laughs> comes spilling out and repaints the whole room red <laughs> so they did that using the same so for Tina's death, they use a rotating room. Oh. So, like the, you know, so awesome. that it looks like she was on the ceiling. So, they use the same right. set, the same rotating 
set to rotate the bed so the the blood was coming actually down. Oof. Yeah. Oh wow. And then they inverted it in the film, yeah. Nice. I thought they might have done that thing where you can put like a mint and a Coca-Cola and it goes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a it's a lot of blood. I'm like, that's like five humans yes. there. Like I, I, I can't say, imagine all no that. Way blood all was... that that came out of little skinny, skinny Johnny Depp. Right. Tiny little sense. Johnny Depp. That was like, yeah. like yeah. five Johnny Depps worth of blood that comes out. So now Nancy's the only one left because mm-hmm. it's got that bad. And when the police come to investigate the situation, there's still blood dripping into the living room downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a bucket underneath it. Things are really bad. So this is when um, Nancy's had it officially. Officially. <laughs> and of course, her dad is across the street at Glenn's house. Yeah. Investigating. Yeah. And she's learning that she's seen what's happened to her friends. She's learning that the adults are not really helping. She keeps Correct. telling everyone, but no one's really mm-hmm. doing anything about it. Even you think having a father as a policeman would help, but not really. Not really. <laughs> not even after she tells him the name like you would think like her mom no. had a reaction to hearing the name of the man she's dreaming of mm. her dad just like nothing like just doesn't even no so he's across the road dealing with glenn the room, the the waterfall of glenn now <laughs> liquefied glenn yes yes her mother's taken to her bed after a heavy session Potentially. <laughs> and meanwhile, she decides to deck the house out like Home Alone. Home Alone. Um, home Alone time. With all the booby traps. Which, by the way, can I just say, this is my time to make up for the fact that when we did Us a few episodes ago, I forgot to mention the fact, the best quote of the film when she says, you did not just quote, quote Home Alone to me right now. <laughs> In the middle right. of everything, they mentioned Home Alone. She's like, you did not. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. I meant to mention it in the episode. And I forgot. I think you but did yes. actually mention it. No, I didn't because we talked about it afterwards, and I said, "Oh, I'm annoyed that I didn't say." Oh, I thought I thought you had said it during. So maybe that's, that's why I thought I'd bring it up. No, I forgot to. We talked about it after. Ah, see. But she she's got a lot of gumption, this girl, because she's prepared to face him and do all this. <laughs> Maybe when you have no sleep and all your friends have been massacred and your parents are no help, this this is what you're drawn to. You're like, well, this is, this is now or never. But here's here's the part that I find hilarious is that so she she screams at her dad because her mom has put um, bars on all the windows. I don't know what her mom was thinking, but she's trapped in her bedroom and she tells she's screaming at her dad. Right. And she tells her dad, I'm going to get him out of my dream, but you have to be here to get him when I pull him out of my dream. And she makes him promise that he will be there in 20 minutes, exactly. And then she proceeds to put her mom to bed to booby trap this house with like mallets and glass and putting like gunpowder. I'm like, girl, you already passed the 20 minutes. Like, what What 20 minutes yeah. are you? Well, like, what? There's just no control. I agree with you. There's no yeah. sense, no control. Everything has gone completely. Ridiculous. 
Also, if you didn't sleep for seven days, how you'd have energy to do all this? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I, I'm like, I would, I'd be like, whatever, Freddie, just come and get me because I need to sleep. Yeah, you'd be like, take me now. Take, <laughs> take me now, Freddie. Take me now. Yeah. I say to him, get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. But in the absence of Billy Ocean, unfortunately, instead yes. we're 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 left with this. She really is. Right. She's had it officially. Officially. And so she's set everything up, and now she's ready to take him on. And we have, by the way, during the setup, we have the most eighties noise sound you can possibly. I know the score of this movie is the entirety <laughs> of the eighties. It's so I'm glad funny. you said score. I just said noise sound. That really was, I don't you know, know why. I know what you meant. I thought maybe Ooh. let's use, you know, some terms. I was trying to say 80s sound and the noises, but it just came out as yes. very strange. Term. It was very 80s. Yeah. So she's so determined. Then, determined. Yeah. And she goes into, finally, admit, lets herself go into the sleep because she's ready. She's ready. She's ready. Yeah. Oh, she's ready. Yeah, she's ready. And um, she's back to that trusty boiler room again. <laughs> it's like it's like the, yeah. the um, basement of the Titanic, that kind of vibe. Yes, he likes even. You would think that someone who was burnt in a boiler boiler room oh, would yeah, he avoid them, to, but he loves he to be in that boiler no. room. He's like, yeah, this is now home to me. He he's a sick bastard. He doesn't care about anything like that. And she's not have this time. She's like, "Come on, Freddie, come and get me." She's right. like, "There's no hiding." She's, she's like, him. "Come on, bring it on, bring it on, Fred." She's like, "Don't fuck with me, fellas." Yeah, pretty much. She's she's had it officially. Yeah. Officially, so he then follows. They do that thing every time they seem to like fall from the boiler room into the garden. That always seems to happen. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, and then they in the house, and that is when it does become very home alone, to be honest, because there's all this all right. like mallet in the face, slipping right. oil, when she tripping. she has set an alarm, so she wakes up from her dream, and she thinks, "Oh, I failed. I didn't bring him out with me." And then he pops up from behind her, yeah. and then that's when the home alone situation because then he's chasing her through the house with all the booby traps that she said for Mm -hmm. him yeah now yeah well again it's the film so we shouldn't really question things too much but i can't ever work out where is the pain threshold like someone who's not bothered by their face being ripped off are they going to be bothered by a mallet in the face not really but i guess it just stops i think she just yeah she was trying to find things to slow him down at least to slow him down somebody else could yeah. get there to help. And the ultimate thing she does, which I would say isn't necessarily very sensible, is mm-hmm. to set him on fire whilst he's yes. still in the house. In their whilst basement. he's still in the house. Correct. And the mother is asleep upstairs. It's not necessarily right. the best idea. <laughs> right. I'm guessing they he had a stunt double for this, I'm assuming. Yes. Or else yes. yeah. It was a stunt double. Is this yeah. real like rolling around in flames? He's he's time. truly on fire, yeah. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, there's a lot of very painful her screaming for her dad, who just nothing's happening. And she right. Well, finally, dad shows up and he mm. does see, dad does see the man on fire on top of her mom. Now, and see, he- but again, more. So, first of all, he's managed to get out of the basement. That's gone. He's come out of the basement. Right. Mm-hmm. And hasn't set the whole house on fire by now because I would have thought the world well, was going Yeah, like there's there's little fires throughout the house, but the whole house is not aflame. Yeah, no, just little baby fires, and she goes upstairs yeah. again. Never a good idea. But then her mother is up there, so she needs to. Right. And he is. Freddie is now on fire, lying on top of her mother. Mm-hmm. So the dad jumps on and douses it with a big blanket, right, and then. They both get sucked off. <laughs> yeah, they both disappear down into the mattress. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, shit. Well, that happened. Yeah, that happened. I love at one point he goes something like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm fine, sure. <laughs> sure, this is just another Tuesday. Yeah. It's just another manic Monday. Yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. much has happened today. No, yeah. nothing. To, Perfectly nothing fine. To, nothing to write home about, really. No, no. But so, then the end scene is awesome. I love the ending is. of this film. Yes, because um, which the ending, ending or the next bit? The ending, ending. I love it. Okay. Right. Because she realizes that before they, the daylight bit, she confronts mm-hmm. Freddie, and the bit that she realizes that if she just, the way to get at him is to say that you are a dream. This is a dream, and right. that's what, that's what does it. That's that's. Mm-hmm. She finally realizes that's what the power she has. Right, and she's like, "I'm not giving you. I'm taking away all the power I gave you." Yeah, I'm not. Which is kind of. A similar theme we've had before, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with the and Baba then, Duke, we had that also of the mom standing the up to the Baba Duke, right? Yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Veronica situation. It's different, but it's a similar when she suddenly realizes, it's like the sort of moment of yeah. So yeah, then the end of the film is it's so cool. Like, it's very clear as well when it's day because it's like oh, we've come yeah. out of all that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's everyone's back, back, back again. All mm-hmm. the all the deaths, are, the mums at the door smiling. Tina and, and Rod and Glenn are in they the car. They all drive up, and you you think for a second, oh, maybe maybe it's all okay mm-hmm. <laughs> for a second, and or, then and then well, and then the like you like the the whole like the way that it looks is almost like like there's almost like a filter in the camera so everything looks almost like fuzzy and and the colors are really soft and just very peaceful and beautiful yeah yeah and then the, you into a false so then the top of the car comes up and it's the and it's the, the, the stripes from his jumper yeah. yeah which is pretty clever and then she's like no and the yeah. mom doesn't seem to notice she's just smiling and waving yeah. and the next thing, <laughs> the hand comes through the door, and she's got. They got her again. <laughs> pulls her through, yeah. Pulls her through, she's and then we see the little girl. girls. 
we see the little girls because yeah. this Skipping. rhyme became so famous. Like we all knew the rhyme. Like yeah. one, two, Freddie's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Seven, eight, gotta stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Wow. I think yeah. if I heard that song again, I'd never sleep again. Yes. <laughs> so that we creepy. all we all knew that because oh, it's, so this creepy. movie was so this film was so made so much money. The New Line Cinema was about to declare bankruptcy. And when this film came out, it made so much money that it saved New Line Cinema cinema. Um wow. And they became a huge, you know, um, production company again. And so, jokingly, now New Line Cinema is known as the house that Freddie built oh, because wow. this film saved it. Wow, that's yeah. crazy! That's amazing. Yeah. It was hugely, hugely um, successful. And how many sequels have there been? I am glad you asked. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. All right. So. First one came out in 1984, then Nightmare on Elm Street 2 called Freddy's Revenge, that we all refer to as the gay Nightmare on Elm Street, came out in 1985. So this sequel, the lead character is is a, a teenage boy who's in nice. like high school. And the actor who plays him... There's a documentary about him called Scream Queen. And he talks about how this film ruined his career because he wasn't out at all. But this film had so many like homoerotic um, subtext that it became kind of like he was the gay guy from Nightmare on Elm Street. So he was outed even though he never, he had not come out. Um, so he talks about how how that time coming out was the death of your career, so um, or being thought of as gay. So he he went through a lot, but yeah. So it's it's known as the gay one. You kind of, you've intrigued me to number two now. Yeah, there's so much like just we you should watch it just just because it yeah. is it is like wild. You're like why? I mean, this clearly cannot be an accident. <laughs> Wow, that's this is so okay. Gosh, okay. So, yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So after that one is my favorite of all the sequels, which is the third one called The Dream Warriors with a very, very young Patricia Arquette in it. Oh. Um, after that, number four is The Dream Master that came out in 88. After that one, The Dream Child that came out in 89. And yes, I saw all of these at the movie theater. Um, then Nightmare on Elm Street 6 was called The Final Nightmare in 1991. Spoiler alert, it wasn't The Final Nightmare. I had a feeling. Because <laughs> number seven came out and it's called Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And that came out in 1994. And then The Terrible... Freddy versus Jason that came out in 2003. And then that remake that came out in 2010. Wow. So nine in total. 
Wow. Who wins when Freddie versus Jason? I don't know. I never <laughs> saw that because I, I can't. I'm like, come on. Like, that's no. ridiculous. Like, how wow. do, like, they don't even live in the same universe. Like, no, that's, oh, that's milking it. Wow. Yeah. And is anyone from the first film back for the second film? Yeah. Is it just a whole, so yeah. um, Heather um, Langerkamp does come up in, in a lot of those. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Ooh, my goodness! Wow, that was that was a doozy. That um, fun. Yeah, that's that's a real. Well, it's always really intriguing to finally see something that you've heard about in popular culture so much. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to be like I would have no idea that that was where it all came from. Where it all came. Well, and it's funny because I was just reading that um, Freddy Krueger became just such a gigantic pop culture icon like Jason Ooh. and Michael Myers and in this film Robert England is on, on screen for a total of seven minutes in oh the entire film. That's ridiculous. and he became the rest all the sequels Freddie is the star of all the sequels yeah. you know they're all they're all Freddie's movies right because he, people were obsessed with him yeah but this is a taster of what's to come yeah 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 but it's clever because you it's menacing enough that when you do is you don't see him mm-hmm. enough that that makes it even more scary when he does appear yeah yeah, yeah and i think the concept is really an interesting concept because as a kid when i saw this the idea of having a nightmare that could kill mm-hmm. you was yeah, terrifying was, because you can't well, control what you dream about and then you just saw yeah. this scary movie and guaranteed you're going to have a dream where freddy krueger is going to appear and what if he kills you so it was a conundrum to go to sleep that night. <laughs> I hope you didn't stay awake for seven days. No, not for seven days. I did not. <laughs> you need to kind of channel Glenn, who just couldn't care less. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, let's Actually, see what happens. Just one thing that I've just remembered he does say, which kind of I wonder if it links slightly back to what you were saying in the beginning, when he talks about... Um, he said, you need to learn to go into this dream state. He's talking about these people who control their dreams. Yes. And make it like a, how does he put it? He says something like, you know, when something bad's happening, you have to change it in your mind to imagine you're falling into something good. And, and you have to tell uh, yourself, this is only a dream, which is what she does at the end, because that's right. what Glenn told her. You have to say, this is a dream. You're not real. And that's what makes it turn. And now, so she remembered that. That he didn't take that, that they didn't take that advice a bit earlier. That might have helped. Yeah, that might have helped <laughs> all of them. He says it in such a chill. They're having like a burger on the bridge, and he's like, Look, this is all it takes. Don't worry. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Well, I would say scare rating is high. Again, if I watched this a year ago, I would have had massive issues. Oh. But now, yeah. yeah, it's not not too bad. But if I, it, the Freddy Krueger is terrifying. He is very scary. So yeah. let's give it an eight. Let's give it an eight. Good. Eight is good. But I'm glad I've seen it. I'm I'm really glad that I've like now I know what all that is about. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole different side of pop culture that you're now going like, yeah. oh, of course, yeah. That makes sense now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what what are you throwing me into next time? Next time we have a big, 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 big one. 
Another big, biggie. Big fabulous one. And it is The Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Tell me, Clarice, have the lambs Ooh. stopped screaming? Now, this is one I've actually seen already, but... That's shocking. Yeah. Years ago. Like, way, way back. And it's also Mm -hmm. one that is so... You Like, I've seen those clips a lot of times. I've also got some very... again, iconic. I've got a funny story about a nun that I'll save for the next episode to tell you. Oh, right. Just related. There is a, a... there's a related incident that will come up. I'm very curious about that yeah. now. You have to Wonderful. wait now. Oh. Cliffhanger, listener. It's a cliffhanger. We'll have a little canty. Yes. Fava beans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this film, every other line has become an iconic quote. Like, it's such another one that became such a part of. Of course, yeah. Um, Pop culture. Yeah. I've, well, I've actually so. ordered. I've actually ordered a T-shirt that I'll show you. Wow! But it rocks. It's um. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it next time. And we get some Jodie Foster, which is another great. Yes, movie. and Sir Anthony Hopkins. It's a great cast. Yes. It's a great film. Absolutely. Great, great film. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll um, strap on for that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Bye. Sleep well. (laughs) Don't let Freddy Krueger bite. Bye.